Hey, this is Dirk Revueren from Megadeth, and you're listening to GhostCultMag.com. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, OJ. In today's episode, Wesley's back. He's back again. Tell a friend. This time, he's interviewing Martin Andreas of Pomegranate Tiger. Their new album, All Input Is Era, is out now. Hey everyone, Wesley here from Ghost Cold Magazine, and with me I have Andes from the progressive metal band Pomegranate Ta- Tiger. I have to say, it's, it's really hard. I didn't realize how hard it was to pronounce Pomegranate <laughs> until I, I got pre- I was preparing myself to this, for this interview. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's not just you, man. It's, uh, it seems <laughs> like if you Google Pomegranate, you can see how many people are spelling it different ways. And, you know, they're just trying to find the band name. So it's confusing for everybody. There's so many E's and G's and O's. It's like, which way is it? And how often do you actually write that word, right? Almost never. So Yeah, and it's, it's uh, in particular, it's a little bit hard for me because my main language is Spanish. You know, that's the, the main language I speak. So it's like Pomegranate, uh, which was my first instant to go. Um, I'm actually curious, where did that, like, where did the name come from? Uh, so, you know, actually, it's kind of, it's taken straight from a Salvador Dali painting. Um, gotcha. There, there's a painting uh, that he has. Um, actually, you know what? I'll, I can show you one second. I'll be back in like 10 seconds. This guy right here. Have you seen this one before? Oh, your sound is gone. I can't hear you. There we go. I feel like I've seen the, the elephant, but I haven't seen the, the rest of the painting. So. Yeah, so you see the pomegranate here, the tiger here. This one's nice. called Flight of, uh, the Flight of the Bee around a second before awakening. And nice. uh, yeah, it just kind of came from this, from this photo. So. Excellent. It was, a, it was a close to like 13, 14 years ago now. So mm-hmm. a while ago. And, you know, like Salvador's paintings are very like surrealistic. Like he's drawing very realist, realistic things in a non-real like environment. I always found like the music that I liked writing was kind of like similar in a way. Like it's very detailed and it's very realistic, I would say. But the whole thing is put into a context of like, how are all these things put together? You know, like um, so very similar, I think, to just the way that you feel visually when you see somebody like Salvador Dali's paintings and so we took like a very strong connection from uh from the artwork that's awesome I mean artwork and metal and and, and pre- precisely progressive metal and everything that has to do with prog it's very you know they intertwine very uh closely and and it's always interesting to kind of like put them all together and you know create a whole experience even more so if it's uh you know related to the band's name as well you know, so that's that's I can definitely see that, you know, you have a great, great artwork as well for the latest for the latest record, which is uh, All Input is Error, which actually came out uh, on September 7th. This is the first album in seven years. Uh, it's actually getting a lot of really good praise from fans and, and media alike. So can you tell me a little bit about this process? You know, it did take a little bit of time for you guys to come up with this one. Can you talk a little bit about the whole process? Yeah, it took us a little bit of time because we took a little break, basically. Um you know, first the first record came out in 2013, and then Boundless was a follow-up to that in 2015. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of the success, because of Palmer and Tiger's success, uh, we were kind of getting a lot of, everybody, myself and everybody in the band was getting a lot of different opportunities. Like, and mm. we all, it was hard to be like, well, what do we, like, what does everybody want to do now? You know, because with the, with the more uh, spotlight that you have, like the more, you know, there's different projects that are pulling at people there's different all kinds of different opportunities and do we want to take this on tour and so we did tour a little bit like back in the day but then you know basically we're like okay let's take a little bit of time off do whatever whatever we want to do you know see what happens with uh you know in in a few years because there was so many different musical projects that were presenting themselves to everybody and for me i ended up doing uh touring a little bit with a group called oni um and that was an amazing experience because we went on you know i got to tour with uh gojira and children of bodom and Devin Townsend, so many amazing bands, um, which are also right up in, you know, the alley of uh, of Pomeranian Tiger. So um, it was really nice to have those experiences. And um, now coming back,
back to Powering a Tiger, basically the writing process for this record started four years ago. And um, it was kind of, the, uh, the Oni band was a little bit more metal. It was a little bit more straight in your face, you know, um, kind of hardcore stuff. And that was a lot of fun. But Powering a Tiger is a little bit more like creative and underground and a little bit more crazy. And it, there's, a, there's a lot more musical, you know, refined decisions going on to uh, inside the music. And that as a, as a deep creator and as an artist, like, you know, both kinds of music are exciting for me, but there's nothing like your own baby uh, where you get to make all the shots, you get to call all the shots. And it was just time to come back to Pomeran Tiger. So the last few years have been really a lot of like, you know, I tell, I tell all my students, it's like capturing lightning in a bottle. If I was to show you like, you know, oh, I, I, ca I made this really cool riff today, you know, and I recorded it and it sounded great. If I put that online, or if I, you know, you know, if people knew about what my, what, how I won today, you know, how I, I got an awesome riff, you know, there'd be some people maybe excited about it, but it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But right. if you catch that lightning in a bottle, you know, and then the next day you write something else that's cool and you catch that lightning in a bottle and you do that every single day for a year, for two years, for three years, and you're trying really hard. And then you present, you know, present all that to the world or to the public. To me, it's like unleashing, you know, like years of, of this lightning that you've been capturing. And so hopefully the result is that you get people that are excited about the music and they love to listen to it because all that hard work and like, it's, you know, it it, it's got to show somehow if you, if you care about something enough and you love it, it's like, it's going to, you know, the results will, will, I think, speak for themselves. So, so far it looks like the, you know, people are listening and people are loving it, which is amazing. Like I, I it's hard to, to realize that after so long, people are still coming back and people still want to, you know, listen and they're still hanging out and it's, uh, it, it feels really nice and it shows you like prog metal and prog music is like, it's a different breed, you know, it, it attracts a different breed of listener. Like maybe there's not so many of us like around the world, you know, as, as far as like, if we're comparing it to like pop or, or some big rock music or something, but the kind of people that listen to, you know, our music and that write our music are so loyal and the kind of fan base that we have is so different from you know the uh kind of fast food kind of uh like listening you know that some of the other kind of music can be so and that's that's proven you know of uh, of Palmer and tiger never really did that much touring back in the day but it sounds like we made an impression with our music that you know seven years later we released another album and there's people listening so i can't ask for more honestly it's been so far it's been two weeks the record's been out now exactly and you know it's uh it's really exciting it's it's nerve wracking too at the same time because you, you spend so long working on something that you love so much you want to you hope people are going to love it too you know so like i i already i'm already proud of it myself like i can't be any more proud so the only thing that's left is like hopefully people love it too you know for sure for sure no and, and i also agree about the, the thoughts around the prog metal fans or prog fans in general you know i feel like uh, I'm, i consider myself a prog fan as well so you know, I, I feel like in a general sense, we are music nerds. We try to like collect as much music as we can from yeah. different spectrums because Prague is so wide. You can have the technical stuff that you guys have, but you can also have the simple stuff that bands like, I don't know, Porcupine Tree do, you know, uh, which is not simple, of course. Uh, but, you know, like you have that uh, very wide uh, sonic you know, priority that you can you can in, uh, incorporate and consume as a as a prog prog rock or prog metal fan. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely loyal. You know, and they're also very good at criticizing and and uh, you know putting away their their thoughts. So the fact that you're actually being successful with it and people are commenting, you know, coming from a very demanding fan base, it's pretty exciting for sure. Yeah, very demanding is right. You know, there's no shortage of. I'm sure you you know you scour the comments, you're gonna find somebody out there that has something that, uh, negative to say. But uh, for the most part, it's been all love, so it's been very welcome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I also found interesting the fact that you took as much time as you took to to actually write this album because one of the main or the main topic within the album is ai right so and and there's a quote that i found very interesting in the, in the press release it says you you guys mentioned all the music on this record aims to reproduce the chaos wonder confusion and unpredictability the world of ai has brought us up until now can you talk a little bit as you were writing all this stuff can you talk a little bit about where the original idea to talk and compose around ai came from and and how you you also mentioned in the press release that you use uh, AI for artwork and all this stuff. How were you able to kind of like take advantage of that as well uh, as a band? Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, it kind of starts with the interests of the of like some of my interests outside of just music, you know. Um, and I've always been somebody that's into technology a little bit. Um, and being in a band in the 21st century is a little bit different than being in a band even just 15, 20 years ago, you know. So I have to say that like one of the reasons why I think a lot of people learned about pomegranate tiger to begin with was because of new technology of course like we needed to write the music that was written to get the people to be excited about it to have everybody listen to it and, and love it but if there was no facebook if there was no youtube if there was no like online advertising if there if those things didn't exist pomegranate tiger would not exist how would people know about us and so i know because of facebook's early days and when they were still like really really good at delivering your content content to you know people that wanted to follow you you weren't there was not that much competition when it came to like facebook advertising nobody was doing it at the time also guitar playthroughs drum playthroughs that was the very very beginning 2013 was the very beginning of that kind of like uh, day and age, um, which sounds crazy to think that at the time, nobody had nice enough cameras or very few people had, you know, nice cameras where they would like take a very detailed up close video of somebody performing a song on there. You know, any playthrough that you see now, there's freaking millions of them all over YouTube. Any band you want to see, go look at a playthrough, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll find one. Literally with, you know, writing music that I think was using technology as far as like making videos and using Facebook and YouTube, all all those things combined is literally what propelled like Power Ant Tiger, I think, forward uh, past a lot of other like, you know, bands that are stuck maybe at the local level or something like that. And so I think that formula was literally like part of the formula of, of the success that the, the music had. And so I remembered all that. And so every time I make an album going forward, it's not just making the music that counts as far as like, how can we make a big impression online and with people? Um, it's like a whole package of things. It's like the music one layer, you know? Mm -hmm. And after that, it's like, okay, well, how, what's the new technology of today that's going to give Pomerant Tiger the edge over a lot of other artists that may propel Pomerant Tiger forward? Because obviously, technology has helped in the past and every few years there's something new and you know i want to be on top of that new technology to just help me kind of do my thing you know and push the music forward to more people so basically eight years later even two years ago uh, artificial intelligence wasn't even really on anybody's radar or at least it wasn't like it is today like it's in the news like every day some something news happening some crazy you know artwork or systems some large language model is coming out chat gp you know answering all kids homework around the world and doing crazy stuff you know like uh you know funnily enough chat gpt helped to write the whole music video for dagger dance um like the whole idea behind it um and it, that started with me literally sitting here being like i want to make a music video like what how should like i'm a musician i'm an artist i don't make videos how can this technology help you know and i'm just starting i just start having a conversation with it and all of a sudden it starts asking me like you know okay it sounds like you wrote a song about this you could use symbolism like this to help do this and i'm like it was it was almost the equivalent of having a conversation with like a very intellectual person that was just like helping bounce ideas off of you and like helping guide you with your decision not only has chat gpt helped make contracts so that some of my music doesn't get like leaked and when i'm working with different people like ahead of time it's making it's like eliminating that part of the process like you know making it like a safer place to operate as like a business it's helping with creative music video ideas it's helping with the artwork on the album and ai this is like i call it like the iphone one moment we just started talking about ai like this is just the very beginning of it but it sounds like it's already taking over in so many different ways you know so what's going to happen when we get to like iphone 10 but like in ai you know, in 10 years. Right. And so I know this is, this whole conversation is now going towards technology and AI and it has nothing to do with music, but to me, it's just as exciting to talk about this like world, like where are we going with all of this? Like, you know, it sounds like we're building some sort of God, literal, like, like some kind of digital God, you know? Um, and uh, there's going to be awesome stuff. I'm sure there's going to be some bad things that come out of it. And um, it's kind of just exciting to talk about and, and, and think, and even just to think about that, we know that that's going to be some sort of reality in the near near distant future um and you know does that mean it means so many different things for so many different people it means it could mean somebody is going to lose a job some you know 
or it might mean somebody is now harnessing some new kind of technology and doing something really cool that nobody's done before that everybody's excited about. So basically the world is going to be changing, you know, pretty drastically in a lot of different ways. And whether people are ready for it or not, or they agree with it or not, like you can't put that genie back in the bottle, you know, now that it's out here, it's going to be getting stronger and developing more. And so to me, it's like we either jump on this and we use it, or you're going to be left in the stone age, you know, so choose your destiny. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like the music industry in general, once, uh, you know, downloads started happening and all that stuff, you know, the whole Napster thing that obviously is super famous with the whole Metallica uh, situation, like the, the the music industry was the last one or one of the last ones to kind of like be able to stay up to date and incorporating the whole business model, which obviously revolutionized the whole music industry after, you know, the, the iPod came out and all this stuff. I feel like, uh, yeah, there's always a little bit of, resistance to new ideas and new technologies and all that stuff and i feel like i feel that in 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 a general spectrum the music industry should learn from you know what happened with downloads and be able to apply this in whatever capacity they want to do it i feel i know that people actually applied within the music itself but it's like you said a, a tool like chat gpt personally has helped me to kind of like create my band's bio for example which i can just write three, four really short, specific paragraphs. And then I have a really good, like exciting bio. Right. And it's in seconds, in literally five seconds, I could have a really good uh, bio. Like that, that kind of stuff definitely helps to save time and obviously makes you seem a little bit more professional. So I also agree that, you know, it's definitely a little bit frightening for some people that, you know, it might take their jobs away, but I also feel like it's a great tool that uh, a bunch of bands can be using in different ways as you guys have definitely done now in, in the topic of of talking about these things you guys are obviously an instrumental band I, i want i always wonder about instrumental bands and how they go about like you know creating a whole theme around it and then kind of like seeing the fun challenges of transmitting it or translating that into the music how like how do you guys approach this like hey we want to talk about ai and we want to make sure that this song talks about this in particular how do you go about it do you go about it with different layers of music instruments how do you go about it? yeah that's an awesome question um this kind of evolves over time um when i first started writing music it was like very one-dimensional it was very like this sound is exciting to me so i'm gonna capture it try to build on it like a puzzle and and just kind of like keep chasing this exciting sound you know and it was almost that like spontaneous uh chasing that i was always like after you know and, and it was also very like methodical so i would probably start on guitar and you know the guitar idea would i would need to have at least some kind of verse and chorus or, or introduction like some kind of idea of a, of a structure of a song and then i would put the details in like after it was very you know and and i would use guitar pro to help me write a lot of my ideas um, um and it would kind of go back and forth between riffing between writing listening and kind of imagining what it would sound like and you know it was very uh you know there's nothing wrong with that that approach but it i noticed that it was like it ended up being like a formula i kept doing the same thing like kind of over and over again having the experiences i did with oni having to like tour around the world and having written as much music as i did i'm like this album you know you you realize that there's no wrong or right place to start uh, or end. It just, you need to have the conviction to go through a process and know how to end it. Because a lot of people know how to start certain ideas, but it's hard to finish the idea, you know? And so what does finishing the idea actually mean? Does it mean ready for the world to listen to it? Or does, you know, there's layers of ideas being finished. I think if you don't have like a strong sense of like, what's the idea behind the song? Uh, and how are how are we going to finish it? It can take forever, you know. So and it did, and that's it did take forever. That's why this album took four, almost four years because it wasn't so much of a of a formula like we're going to do every song the exact same way, you know. So for example, uh, False Dawn. Uh, on this album was inspired by Indian drumming. I really, really love how these tabla players, they are like just some of the most ridiculous drummers in the on the planet. You know, they, maybe they're not playing drum set uh, and they're not playing like conventional instruments, but there's a reason why everybody in the Western world, everybody in North America, you want to go do a PhD in drumming? 
they all go to India and they all go to study, you know, with these with these drumming doctors because they're the best. Uh, anyway, so they really they use like all kinds of crazy ideas that we don't use in Western music, like writing rhythms like within like five being like a very normal concept, you know, but I don't mean like five as in like five, four time signature. Like I'm saying like the actual subdivisions are five couplets, you know, so everything you do is one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. And then you're doing maybe you're muting three, you're muting five, but you're not muting two. And so at that speed, you can't even tell what's going on. You know, it's, it's so crazy. I'm just, you know, I'm not sure if I've been chasing technical music like my whole life on purpose, but it just, I get drawn to it because it's exciting. And I've always, you know, uh, been, I've always loved exciting rhythms and drums and I want to put it into my own music. So that song specifically was like a study in five uh, and trying to bring as much of the Indian drumming culture to like a modern progressive metal like setting, you know, even though I have, you know, I have personally have no like experience or background with, you know, Indian culture or anything like that. Like I'm Polish and I'm Canadian and, you know, now I'm living in Los Angeles. But that doesn't mean that I don't, you know, have a huge respect for all different kinds of music. And when I hear something like awesome, it's impossible for me not to be inspired by it. And it's impossible for me not to be like, I, I need to do something with that in my own way, because it's, I, I love it, you know, and um, sure. so that was a result of, uh, of False Dawn. So like, there's like, that's one song and nothing else clo comes close to it because there's no, no other songs on the record that were like inspired by that same idea, you know? So for example, Burn the Spirit was uh inspired completely by different something totally different like uh at the time i think it was right before the pandemic hit actually it was like okay. end of 2019 beginning of 2020 maybe even through 2020 a little bit and there was a time where i'm not sure if you remember but the amazon rainforest i think had some of its biggest fires i think like ever in history in the same year australia had some of its biggest fires in the last hundred years California had its biggest fires in the last hundred years. Um, and there was just all these world records across the, you know, continents that were having world records for like fires. And um, so the song isn't specifically like written it's not about climate change or it's not about anything political. It's just very almost like literal and spiritual, you know? So the spirit in, in the context of burn the spirit is like this whole world that we all share together. Burn the spirit is exactly what it seems like we might be doing. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. are, we to, are we trying to destroy our like, the soul of, you know, of, of humanity, of civilization. Like, how is it possible that all these crazy world forest fires are happening? Like, sometimes there's, like, evil intentions and nefarious intentions, and hopefully that's not always the case. Sometimes it is natural causes that, you know, can't be controlled. But either way, whatever it is, we need to take care of this planet. Like, we're here together. You know, we have one way out of this. And if we want if we want a future for people that we want to inspire or, or our kids or whatever it is, you know, the next generation down, we got to take care of this place and so it was kind of just a very unique idea. It was something I noticed in the news. The news is so freaking insane these days. Like every day there's a different school shooting or something crazy is going on. I just kind of wanted to take like one topic and be like, okay, maybe we can think about one thing for more than five minutes here and like bring attention to this like kind of big issue. It sounds like the world is burning down. So maybe we should like hold that thought for more than just scrolling on Instagram for two seconds. And, you know, so the whole idea of that song, it wasn't even like a musical um, inspiration it was more of like a, a literal inspiration of like you know let's take care of this our home you know and so then I kind of wrote this story in my head around that. I was like, okay, number one, what is like not taking care of your home look like? What does it look like when that's when the spirit does get like burned? It's kind of apocalyptic. It's nuts. It's crazy. It's and you know, I started using all these adjectives in my mind. What does that sound like? And then I'm trying to be like, how can I represent that idea through music? You know, so in Burn the Spirit, you have these these core I call them the choruses, but it's really just like a rhythmic train of of sound where all the instruments are together and it's uh specifically goes like like it's very technical and you know uh and all those instruments are working together as one for whatever reason like to me all that just made sense and and I, it, it was inspired the rhythms and the intensity was inspired by like the idea and not so much just like the actual sound you know some because i was telling you like 
when I first started writing, it was more like, hey, like this sounds cool to me. I want to capture this idea and put it into a song. But there was no bigger meaning. There was no other idea. It was just like trying to capture this idea. You know, that's two of the songs on the record. I could basically go through like all 10 of them. But it, it, so there is a different idea. There's a different reason for every song. And they kind of have each one has a different, you know, special place in my heart. And I tried to really make a point to make each one its very own. Like that's another reason why it literally took as long as it did um this was like a a project where i wanted to be you know my i think everybody works like this when they're i guess when they're creative so it's easy for me to say this but i just wanted to be proud of this forever so that if i have to show my grandkids in 30 years or whatever it is like i want to look back and be like holy shit like how did i do that i just want to be like have no regrets i want to know that i did I, I i did the best that i could that was you know i'm as proud as i can from that music and so all those ideas put together and you know not having a specific formula for for how to make a song but just kind of letting it take over and inspire um as long as you have an idea of how to start that idea and how to finish it because like i said even for me now with not having a formula that that's also very difficult to actually put the pencil down and say this idea is finished it's amazing I love it. Let's move on, you know, um, because everybody, if you look up videos or, you know, if you look up, how do you, how are you supposed to be creative or something? Everybody says like, you need to find a workflow. You know, all the best artists have a workflow. If you're trying to record yourself, there's a workflow to that. If you're trying to write a song, there's probably a workflow. Different people have different workflows. You got to find what works for you. And that is true to a degree, but a workflow also becomes a very specific like conveyor belt of doing things after a while you know and if you want the very similar results you keep using the same conveyor belt but if you're looking mm -hmm. for you know something a little bit more a little bit more unique you have to spend that time to have a different process i think sometimes for for each thing so i feel like i'm rambling now but uh no i i agree i agree i feel like uh, being able to have a really good conclusion to an idea to a song in general is as important as the hook or as as it begins you know as you were talking about this I, i i i'm thinking about all the bands that i really like mostly because they know how to finish the song rather than i mean the rest of the song is good right but it gets me to the point where you know i i, I there's so many bands that also that like i love how they start the middle of it but then it kind of ends up a little bit inconclusive it's like oh come on you build it up for nothing yeah. uh but what for example one band that i love uh And, and they used to they used to do it a lot in the in the early records. Uh, Protest the Hero was is one of those bands that started an idea, something completely different from what it ended, but the end was so good that you just wanted to play it again just to go through the whole journey of listening to just to get to that you know ending. So I totally agree that it's it's super necessary, and and I feel everyone has a different approach on how they go about this. Usually, there's people that actually start with the end when they're writing. They start with the end, and they then they basically ride to set everything up to end that way, you know? So uh, it's very interesting to, to hear that. And also I do agree that we need to talk a little bit more about what's happening in, in, in the climate around the world. I feel like this past, this summer is the hottest summer ever recorded, you know? And every single day broke the new a new record of heat waves. Um, and as you said, news were crazy. I, I, I remember going to the gym and every morning having uh you know an european channel and a channel from the states because I'm, i'm from puerto rico so i had an european channel a channel from new york and a puerto rican all talking about you know different places that were having fires you know greece uh it also happened a few places in, in the states as well you know like it, it's something worth talking about and i feel like you know musicians if we have the the opportunity to do it uh we should definitely do it now i want to i want to now that i mentioned protesta hero and you mentioned a little bit about your process of writing i want to talk about because you guys definitely have a bunch of stuff happening there's a lot of technical stuff happening Uh, lots of tempo changes, even blast beats sometimes. Can you tell me a little bit about your influences uh, and what are some of the bands that you're listening to lately? Um, okay, so yeah, this is an interesting question because the influences change very drastically over time. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Protest the Hero. Protest the Hero was a huge, 
huge influence on my writing, my listening on, on, you know, I'm sure it comes across in different ways on, on this newest album. Most of my like listening to bands like Protest the Hero at the time, you know, I'm taking myself back to 10 years ago now, Entities, you know, where, where the whole idea started from. It was a lot of instrumental bands. So Animals as sure. Leaders was awesome. Scale the Summit. Scale the Summit, you know, exactly. Uh, there was even some of the non- in, uh, only instrumental stuff um like between the Baird and me like you know these bands were i would say those are like the top few influences that pomegranate tiger had growing up i also really really loved alternative music i think there's traces of that that are kind of all over the place so bands like uh, our lady peace or finger 11 i guess these are more canadian bands um you know they have nothing to do with metal and nothing to do with prog music um but everything to do with just storytelling and you know e i guess simpler like rock music you know in a way so if you if you hear anything that's maybe sometimes not you know technical or, or metal or rhythmic and has more of like a chord progression i think that's where the first inklings of those ideas came from but now you fast forward 10 years or 12 years you know i've gone through music school i've been playing guitar since i was five years old you know and now i'm 35 so it's been 30 years which is insane to think about like i don't know yeah. there's no life there I don't know what life without guitar looks like, you know? To me, the guitar is just like a third arm, you know? Like, I have two other arms and two feet. Like, I can, there's a lot of other things I can do and, uh, and, and get inspired by. This might sound weird, but actually, for this record and, like, the last three or four years and all the inspiration that maybe I've gathered when it comes to, like, listening to this stuff, maybe some of the... This is a huge puzzle, and a lot of the ideas come from a lot of different places. I'm sure there was some ideas that were used that I wrote 10 years ago that never made an album 10 years ago that, you know, I have all my libraries and I went back and I'm like, these are still amazing. Like, we should still use this one, this one, this one. You know, so sometimes even just get in, getting inspired by your own music from a long time ago can reignite the fire and make you go, you know, do something cool moving forward. Because I listened to so many of those like prog bands that we just listed before, that's just naturally what happens when I play guitar or when I play drums. Like, that's the kind of sound that comes out, you know? So there's that factor also. Now, in the last four or five years, I really haven't listened to much metal music music or rock uh almost like at all you know like sometimes to be nostalgic i'll turn on some music that i you know i love records that i've been listening to as a kid in high school slipknot records you know gojira i love putting on that stuff like it's it's a lot of fun um but as far as like what really like inspires me like today or the last few years it's more like music from around the whole world you know so i love listening to uh solo piano music um but like really insane solo piano music you know like some of the craziest like uh, Ravel concertos or Chopin has some etudes that are like next level, you know? And my thought process is like, how can I, how can I get these guys? They're basically playing prog metal, you know? If you gave, if you just like changed the rhythm, if you left the rhythms and you left the melodies, but you just changed the instrument, all of a sudden it's prog metal, you know? Right. So to me, I'm like, I'm hearing all this stuff from crazy violin shred to crazy piano shred to crazy like classical guitar, like duos playing like there is some music out there that, you know, if you just change the sound source, like a lot of people would be interested in, you know, in that music. And so basically... I feel like that's what I'm doing. Like, for example, there's these two brothers, my favorite uh, classical guitar duo, the Assad brothers. They are insane. Like, there's no crazier duo. If you want to see, like, two guitarists shred together you, and something that you're not going to be bored of and, like, oh, I've seen this a million times, you know, like, any video that you see by these guys is, like, it's another level. It's like aliens playing guitar together, you know? Um, not only from a compositional standpoint, from, like, the harmony, the melody, uh, how it's all like work together, like the counterpoint, um, the kinds of chords they're using, you're not going to see that anywhere in regular prog metal music, you know? And so for me, I, I listen to these things, I take this and I'm like, this is like a low picking fruit, you know? This is like, I all I have to do is internalize this, you know, as much as I love it already and take, you know, and, and see like how, if I... 
if I could play music the way that they play music, uh, how would I do that in Plumber and Tiger using electric guitar, using drum set? Um, and I, I tend to do this quite a bit from, you know, listening to, like I said, piano to classical guitar, sometimes even like soundtrack music, like um, the Tron soundtrack. Uh, mm -hmm to um which daft punk i think and who else was part of that i'm forgetting his name right now daft punk and was it hans zimmer there was like a collaboration anyways they they made uh yeah they made the whole like tron soundtrack um you know there there's so there's a lot of places to get inspired by music that's not from the like uh from the place that people expect it to be you know and i sure i think people expect like power and tiger is a is a prog metal band they must be inspired by uh bands like interval or bands like you know cloud kicker or the bands that sound like them that's who they must be inspired by and in fact uh it's quite the opposite like for me to have as diverse i think of ideas as i'm, as I'm able to have um and you know whether it's a harmonic idea melodic idea rhythmic idea 99 percent of the time it's not coming from prog metal it's coming from like watching like marching bands you know just watching like like uh, for example the blue devils it's uh they are a marching uh, drum corps in the United States, and there is no crazier like drum group that exists. You know, there's like ten guys. They they play snare drum, and they're all playing the most technical thing you've ever seen all in unison exactly the same the stick heights are coming up exactly the same like 12 inches from the drum like it's like the robots you know it's like yeah um people are people enjoy you know certain prog metal because it's like it's it's hard to do and it's it's uh you know it's amazing to watch it happen like oh look at this person you know and so a lot of these ideas are the same across music it's just a different genre you know and so music school really opened me up to that idea that sometimes the best innovation in music is by taking two different cultures and just mixing them together and now you've created something that didn't exist before you know and so i don't know if that's like at the root of all my ideas um and and why i go to these different places but all input is error it was mostly inspired by non-prog metal music and because i've been playing music for so long in my whole life and also being inspired so heavily by bands like protest the hero bt bam animals as leaders dream theater etc those are the instruments i learned to play so i'm still playing them but now i'm being inspired by all kinds of different music and it all comes through to be pomegranate tiger at the end you know so in a nutshell that's kind of like how the writing process goes and how what i was inspired by and so it keeps evolving it keeps changing and so i was like thinking like what is this how much more can this change you know because i still want writing to be streamlined and easy i'm like i hope i'm not making this too difficult for myself and now the next album is going to take six years to finish you know or something <laughs> yeah for sure there's got to be a limit to that but yeah no, I, I agree. It's interesting that you mentioned the combination of different cultures. Like, for example, my favorite band ever is Opeth. And my the gold for me, what's the golden era of Opeth is the combination of two Latinos with both Martings and the rhythm section, which is usually the strongest point in Latin music, right? With the cold, you know, like Swedish uh, influence from both of the guitars, you know? So you have the melodic and cold from, from Sweden and Scandinavia, and then you have the really tight ryth uh, rhythmic, and that combination made those records be as legendary as they are. Um, obviously, you know, this is a little bit more of an extreme uh, example, but I definitely agree. I feel like, obviously, you still have to be a really good musician and a really good, you know, guitar player in this case or, or you know all the instruments that you play in order for you to kind of translate you know classical music into and making it into prog and metal uh that's very very admiring for sure it's uh it's it's awesome that, that that's definitely you know that that's a core from where you take uh your ideas and it's pretty cool i also feel like a bunch of people like whenever you are you have been most of your life you've been uh you know familiarizing around metal there gets to a point where you kind of like just want to take a little bit of a break at least it happens to me. I'm listening to a lot of dream pop and like lo-fi stuff lately because yeah. I feel there's a little bit of darkness in that, but you know, I rather play heavy stuff, you know, and technical stuff. So I, yeah. I, I feel it's a very interesting, if it's a very interesting place for sure. Yeah. I mean, lo-fi is a perfect example. Like sometimes I'll listen to something like lo-fi and like you said, there's still some, there's still, you know, a certain darkness about it, you know, to me, I don't know if this is, you know, this is just a natural place that my brain goes to. It's like, okay, well, hold on. If there's a darkness about it, 
There's obviously a darkness about metal too. So maybe there is a place, maybe this lo-fi music can find a way into like an introduction into my next song. Or maybe it will have some kind of lo-fi transition in the middle of the song into like a big breakdown or something, you know, like- um, sure. That's kind of how like my mind works with that stuff because that's not that's not a coincidence that you noticed that there's a similar darkness between those two things you know if there's a similarity there's a high chance that there's some kind of way you can put those puzzle pieces together you know um you just have to play with it i think until you get to a point where they fit together nicely so yeah i agree i mean i feel like you can always find like at least the way that i see it and when I'm trying to, you know, the typical, hey, you need to listen to different styles of music because if you listen to metal, you're not expanding. Well, I feel like I like to identify that darkness, that aggression, that anger in music that is not necessarily metal, but that makes it metal for me, you know? And then eventually when I, again, when I sit down and start writing music, that's that's my approach. Even if it's a riff that's not heavy or I, there's no distortion, but if it's dark and 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 sad or or angry for me that's metal enough to make it metal you know so it's it's very interesting to kind of grasp that from other subgen uh, other genres for sure exactly and you know to, taking that one step even further i'm reminded by you know this uh one author i'm not sure if you've heard of ayn rand before but she writes she writes a few books and there's this one book called the romantic manifesto she talks about like what is what is art exactly and what or what is high art and um she talks about putting a reason behind everything and so take you know take any like artist from the last two three hundred four hundred years like most of salvador dali's paintings had a reason behind existing draw attention to something that was happening in 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 the world sometimes it was not so obvious you know like he had some crazy ideas like i'm sure there was one i think idea where he had like a lobster sitting on a telephone or something it's like you know on one side you could be like well what's going on with that idea exactly is right. it random does it mean something I'm sure if you talk to him about it, he would give you a whole explanation of, well, you know, this new idea is happening today because of new, you know, who knows why he put the telephone in there. But I'm sure he had had a reason, like just the same for the reason for the painting. The reason that he painted the, the painting I showed you was because I think him and his wife were having trouble having kids. And it's something that they wanted to do for a long time. So if you look at the painting, it's very like kind of dark in a way, like towards his wife. I'm not sure if he was like upset with his wife or something, but like, you know, it has his wife like naked laying there. And then it has the pomegranate, which is supposed to represent like fertility, mm -hmm. um, which is obviously the problem that he's having with his wife. Then he has this like gun that's pointing straight at his at his wife, which could mean anything. It could mean that it doesn't mean he's going to kill his wife. It just means like he has these hostile feelings or like these unpredictable feelings of like, why can't this, why can't they do this thing that they really want to have happen? And so maybe this string of fish and tigers that are happening that are all like coming at his wife is some sort of like unpredictability of of events that you know they're 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 being tortured by like mentally or something like that. And so I'm just like riffing off of this idea that you said of like how you enjoy darkness, you enjoy the heaviness, you enjoy the technicality, the anger. And sometimes you're you're mixing like emotion, uh, ideas of emotion, like into the music. Um, and so, you know, author like Ayn Rand, she says that the best artists were were able to somehow tie some kind of like meaning that was bigger than just the actual like idea of the music into the whole project, you know? So that was like, and that's a really hard thing to do because it means yes. you, you need a big idea that you can stand behind, that your music can represent that idea and your idea can also run with the music like you know and then you need to be able to stand behind that idea in one year in two years in five years you still need to believe in that whatever idea you're trying to like tell people that you still advocate for that idea you know in a way like musicians and artists it's clear why you know a lot of the times we are people that are kind of like more philosophical than most you know because you know it's not just creating it creating the art 
for that art to survive, for that art to be around in 100 and 200, 500 years, it also needs to have another layer of some kind of deep meaning that can resonate with people that they can, there's more than one reason basically to get attached to the music because if it's just the music that exists for the sake of the music existing, anybody can make music that just exists for existing. For having like multiple layers of depth, multiple layers of meaning, multiple layers of like in, uh, inspiration and where the ideas came from i feel like there's a higher chance of that music being a little bit more timeless and so i'm not sure if i've got that science you know correct but at least that's the approach i'm taking when i'm trying to write at least this new album um and moving forward because i feel like with the name like all input is error basically i'm insinuating that there will be a day that comes that any sort of advice or an idea that a human being might have about something the computer is going to basically be like your math is incorrect like whatever you're trying to say or whatever advice you have that's not the best way to accomplish this idea that's not a, the best way to get that solution you know and so basically it's going to say like all human input is going at one point in time will be unnecessary or unneeded or it'll be wrong you know or it'll be error so that's kind of where the whole idea comes from. So I'm hoping that in five years or even in 10 years, when people see this album name, it's not going to be, oh, that was an album they wrote 10 years ago. It's going to be, holy shit, artist had the foresight that some crazy stuff was going to happen in 10 years. And it's going to be only more relevant and only more like what's happening in the current day. You know, so um, I'm reminded by the human abstracts. They have their, an album called Digital Veil, um, you know. Yeah. And, uh, That's a name I haven't heard in a while, by the way. Yeah, they, they haven't been around a little bit. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about it. I'm like, that's another band that used this, like, uh, you know, idea that kind of, you know, they didn't really talk about AI so much. They didn't talk about different things. But as far as like an album cover of, you know, having like this screen in front of your eyeballs, like maybe it's not the same how we do it today, but like everybody still has a screen in front of their eyes. And yep. it's only more relevant today than it was, you know, before. So yeah, even even if we go all the way back to the 70s, you have, excuse me, you have the Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd probably right now is one of the most relatable uh, albums you know and, and it's timeless because precisely because of that every single era decade whatever you go back to that album it's like we're still going through the same things that you know we were going through in the 70s you know or the 60s or whatever we've been through it all the times you know it's just a different setting and uh i i totally agree that that's literally what makes an album timeless when when you get to talk about a particular situation topic or whatever moments or event is happening within humanity and then you revisit that 10 20 years later and still as you know as important as it was then then that's you know that makes you think about different ways of of you know precisely what you're talking about how how makes it timeless and how we still can identify with these ideas that people were probably like forcing before you know it got to the peak uh point or whatever so yeah i i it's it's interesting it's definitely hard to do as well because you have to kind of like somehow see how you can approach people like they have the you know you align them with the same mentality so and, and as you said you know it's also it's hard to kind of provoke feelings in, in an uniform way where every single person that listens to your music has kind of like the same thought about it or same feeling you know yeah. for example I, I like to mention uh steven wilson steven wilson for me uh you know it's it's been a while since he's been in, in that level but like he used to be the perfect artist to to write about you know or, or portray melancholic ideas you know he's he was the top like i ever i've seen him twice and i've cried because i was sad during the concert you know and and no one i don't believe that anyone else has provoked that you know and that's it's, it's deep it's 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 hard to get to that point where you actually make people cry because what you're what you're transmitting in the music it's is as sad as that you know i used to have that i had on my refrigerator uh and one of them uh was a saying by mo uh by mozart um and it said music be able uh i have to it's been a while hold on i gotta remember exactly it was like music should have the power strong men like fry or something like that or it should have the yeah. power to make make you feel like the the most enraged and powerful you know like fear and anger that you've ever felt in your life but music should also have the power to make anybody even the strongest men be able to like you know cry like 
the, the range of emotion that you can actually inject into music is so high. Like you can move on such a on such a level if you craft the music, you know, in the right way. It's a very powerful force that's important, like not to forget, you know, because I agree, like maybe not everybody enjoys crying when they listen to music, you know, but uh, in general, I love getting some kind of a feeling out of it. So whether it's crying or whether it's like amazement or wonder, you know, like that's the whole point. You're trying to send people on a journey. You want to get them to feel something, you know, being able to relay that message so powerfully that people cry when they see you in concert, like you're doing something right. You know, like there, that's, that's amazing. Oh, your microphone here. I think you muted your mic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, same thing with uh, everything that has to do with like, you know, provoking anger to the point where you're trying to push people or like you know or when you're dancing you know being able to get people to move with your music I feel like whenever I'm listening to something and, and, and provoke something you know either a little bit of a head twitch like oh what's happening here or like you know actually feeling goosebumps and all this that's really hard to make but at the same time it's good news for me because if it if it provokes some sort of reaction you know un, like natural reaction that I'm not like purposely going for um that's for me it's a good it's good news you know that it's good it's a good piece of music yeah so uh, so it's what, very interesting you know what's interesting you mentioned like the head twitch i know very well about the head twitch i'm like i actually have like a, a note uh, a place to write notes in my phone so if i'm in the grocery store or something and i get a head twitch because the song came on and something happened i gotta like shazam like what's this song called or like okay what time was it from one minute and five seconds to one minute and ten seconds I need to go back and listen to whatever the heck happened in this song because you know sometimes it doesn't happen very very much where I'm listening and all of a sudden I, I get the little like oh that was really cool what did I just hear you know um, for sure I mean I I'm doing a little bit of an impossible exercise but I'm trying to listen to every single album that comes out every Friday uh, so far I'm in the first week of May still so I'm very behind but because of that exercise, I've been able to discover so many amazing bands, you know, that and most of them have been independent releases, too, which is very interesting. Um, and it's, it's, it's precisely what we were talking about earlier is the fact that they are able to mix different styles and different influences. And I feel like within metal, I mean, most of these records are definitely metal or rock, at least in, in some sort of capacity. But I feel like where we are right now and in the genre, it's a very exciting time because I feel like no one's really afraid of testing and trying new things, which actually, you know, comes into the point where there's a bunch of really interesting combinations and really cool sounds that maybe you haven't heard in metal or in rock in, in general. So I feel like we're in a really good place. Also, the fact that a lot of people are able to, you know, record stuff at their at their in their bedrooms, you know, so that makes everything a little bit more uh, easy. But at the same time, you know, it's it's very exciting to hear how people can incorporate different ideas and make it into a song and prov provoke those head twitches like, huh, what are you guys doing here? I have, I, like, I've heard this before somewhere else, not put into context in this particular situation. And it's very exciting for sure. Um, I do want to talk to you about something because I feel like I, I do uh, digital marketing uh, with bands and, and stuff. And one of the, the things that I always find interesting and exciting is when a band has success releasing music as an independent band. I want to ask you, what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced releasing this particular record as an independent band? And uh, aside from the challenges, what are some of the benefits as well that you, you've been able to kind of like get from, from, from releasing it in the, in the position that you're right now? Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's an awesome question. Um, so challenges, I would say the biggest challenge, I know how much work happens behind the scenes that has nothing to do with like the musical part of the band. And I know how important all of it is and how much there is to do. And usually how many people are working on that kind of stuff for like bands that are signed on bigger record labels that to try to have that same amount of like behind the scenes, like firepower is very difficult to accomplish as an independent artist, because in a way, you know, music shouldn't really be a competition. If you're releasing your music on the same day as another big artist, that's also been working on their music for four years. As Metallica, if you release the same day as Metallica, you're done. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like your competition is now all of a sudden Metallica, like, or even if you were to release an album in the same month as Metallica, like good luck breaking yes. through like how are you going to do that so uh essentially what i did uh, a long time ago and this is like a never-ending um you know kind of research project and that's like 
okay, so what is a record label, you know? And then break it down. And you're like, a record label is a, a bunch of people that work for an organization that try to make incredible as possible to like the public. So how do we do that? We need a video team. We need an art team. We need a marketing team. We need a budget. We need a tour manager. We need a booking agent. You know, blah, blah, blah. You keep going. The team can grow as big as you want it. You know, if the, the, you know. So as an independent artist, the biggest challenge of releasing the record, how can I do myself? These big teams of people are doing for other people. That is the number one biggest challenge because without some kind of like growth strategy, without some kind of sales strategy, without some kind of like, you know, wearing like a business hat or a manager hat, nobody's going to know about your music. And it's, it's a little bit sad because as good as your music might be, uh, you know, if the Beatles didn't have a good manager, a good good lawyer, a good record label. I don't know if anybody would know who the Beatles are. Like somebody had to put them on the radio. Somebody had to put them in the magazines. Somebody had to do all those things, you know? Right. And um, that's a whole side of the music industry that's like for a musician that's just trying to make an album. You're not yeah. thinking about any of that stuff. You're just like, I want to make some cool songs, you know? And now all of a sudden you're running around like 90% of your time is spent doing things that have nothing to do with making music. <laughs> that's correct. And to be honest, I will be totally transparent here. Like uh, the Pomegranate Tiger album was for quite some time. It was actually done i think around christmas of 2022 and it didn't come out until september of this year so it was almost seven or eight months that the whole thing was mixed mastered finished you know everything was done uh and why didn't it come out sooner you know well the answer was we wanted to make a bigger splash than just like putting it on the internet and let's see what happened and so how do we make a bigger splash how are we going to make some cool videos now now you know and that's not just like playing our instruments, like let's make some cool music videos too. Um, how are we going to afford those music videos? Well, we need to have a little bit of a budget. So let's save up to make those videos. You know, how are we going to release the whole thing? Like you need a whole game plan for how is this going to come out? Um, and so for me, I like to think of it as like, you have to plan out like on this day, September 7th, this is what happens. Or, you know, then one week earlier, this is what happens. Two weeks earlier, this is what happens. And you kind of plan out the whole thing for yourself. And so... As an independent artist, that stuff and how good you are at doing that stuff, which can be really annoying for, for somebody that's just trying to make music, that makes, I think, a world of difference, you know, based on how many people are going to hear your song. So, um, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to being independent. The pros are you own everything yourself. You get to do everything yourself. You have the freedom. You know, the cons are you got to do all that dirty work yourself now. Like, you know, if you want to, you want all that freedom, you want all that, you know, be able to control your own music and, and do that stuff. Well, then you have to take care of all the things that the label would take care of for you also. You know, I'm I agree. Sure I, the whole question. I forget if that was the whole question. Right? It does. It does. I, 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 I'm smiling because I had the same situation with my band's latest album. I, we received the masters. We released a record last year, 2022, August, 2022, but we received the masters in May, 2021. So it took us a whole year to kind of like making the videos, the visualizer, have all the artwork and all this stuff in order for us to say, okay, we're ready. This, this is done and this is a, a good product that people can consume. But it's like you said, you know, like that whole year, I mean, we did write some music, but at the same time, we could be focused on writing more and more and more, you know, which is, uh, that's basically where, as you mentioned, you know, that's, that's the definition of being an independent artist in 2023, where you have to wear many hats and it sucks because you're not necessarily in it for everything. I mean, I enjoy the networking. I enjoy, you know, seeing how people react on socials aside from the playing. I love playing live, but I, I know for a fact that not everyone out there enjoys even like doing anything remotely outside of playing music. So it's very interesting. I also feel like there, like I said, you know, there's so much great, great music out there that you just have to kind of break the, in the noise and, and, and the competitions part of it is like, instead of just competing, like, not competing like being trying to be the best or being better than any other band, but trying to compete of, hey, you know, I'm also here, you know, listen to my music. It's also worth uh, taking a little bit of your time to listen. It's a, it's a tough thing, but, uh, but it's it, the reason why I asked this question is because it's good to prove and tell people out there who may be giving up a little bit on their music or, you know, frustrated with how the whole machine works and let them know like, Hey, you know, it's, it's worth it. You have to put the work on it. Right. Of course. And be strategic and, and 
have things planned out, but you can actually have success, you know, and also it's very relative, whatever, you know, success definition everyone has. But I feel like, you know, you can have good success by independent releasing stuff independently and being able to to get your music out there. So, and you guys are definitely approved of that. Yeah, thanks, man. We try... Uh... Actually, to be honest, like these are some of the you're touching on some of the most sensitive like conversations that we have internally as like band members and or musicians that are involved in the project, because sometimes there's so many hats being worn that like you can burn yourself out in a lot of different ways, you know, like just as an example uh leading up to some of these releases it's like okay we need to finish these videos and because we're you know making the videos ourselves we are in charge of editing them ourselves but at the same time we need to be spending our time like learning the songs on guitar to put ourselves in the video so it's like there's so many levels of it it's like okay let's we need to be practicing the songs um we have to be taking care of like let's go to this place and you know book this this hall to make the video and blah 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 like in a, a record label you would have that job would be di divided between 10 different people right now if all like can one person do all that stuff of course it can but now it's going to take that one person 10 times longer to do all that all those things you know so you know there's something to be said for also on one side of the fence we were like wearing so many hats so often that we actually came to the conclusion that maybe next time maybe just maybe like these are, you know, we're just talking, but like, maybe we should spend less time wearing all those different hats. Maybe we should spend a little bit less time being an artist, being a graphic designer, being a videographer, being a YouTuber, being blah, blah, blah. And like, maybe, maybe we could get music faster, you know, out to the public and also recorded. Um, if we just start to cut a few corners from from different things, you know, I'm not saying that that's a good strategy because we just talked about how important it is as an independent artist to go through and do all those things. But it, it it's at the expense of your own like mental like well-being, you know, and again, we had to push delivery of, of the album by like eight or nine months. Um, And it, it wasn't just delaying it for eight or nine months. Like in those eight or nine months, we also were spending most of our time doing business things and not music things. So I'm not joking when I say literally 90% of my time was answering emails, editing videos, making graphics, doing this, doing that, everything except playing music. Yeah. Uh, for, for about six months. I've been listening to some of these songs for like two, three years now, but people just heard it for the first time two weeks ago. Right. And, you know, so for me, these songs are old. I've, I've heard them yeah. so many times. And like, the last thing I want to do is put it on again and listen like one more time, you know? I'm like, <laughs> I've, I've had to like... Oh, that one symbol is too loud. Let's bring down that one splash symbol. Like I've probably listened to these songs at least a thousand times, you know, so I'm just very happy. It kind of felt like we were pushing this boulder up a hill, like, you know, Atlas wearing that giant stone on his freaking back. Like, yeah. Felt like because of of not only writing the music but now being managers and these videographers, like it was such a um, it kind of felt like ADHD, you know, like professional ADHD. It's like okay, now I need to do be this person. Now I need to be this person, and every day I'm being multiple people at the same time. I have like a, a company helping with my like PR stuff uh, out mm -hmm. of um, out of. England. So they're like eight hours difference the time between Los Angeles and here. Um, also my family and like a lot of my other like help and people that are helping with the project, like the bandmates and stuff, they're in, uh, they're still in Canada, which is three hours difference. Um, and on top of that, I'm a night owl and I like to spend, you know, I hang out until like three, 4am sometimes writing music and I, you know, stay up late and get up late. So now, when you when your team is spread out around the world, I have meetings at midnight or 1 a.m. because that's actually nine o'clock in the morning in England. And that's the only time I can talk with some of those people, you know, and then all of a sudden I can only get a few hours of sleep because something is going on and I have to get on a meeting that's happening in Canada. So my body is in Los Angeles, but I feel like my mind in different parts Five of the world. Yeah. time zones all at the same time so you know part of getting this record out kind of just felt like a, a relief off of our shoulders in a way it's like we could finally be musicians again like for I'm sure to grab some of those guitars right there and start making some you know more videos start writing some more music start playing start practicing like it feels so good that we you know i can i can bitch and complain as much as i want to that 
all that stuff sucks, but I'm happy that we did it because now like, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay, you know, at least we did the business stuff as well as we could. And we did the music stuff as well as we could. We did all the things that we could do as well as we could. So I have no regrets. Um, and now sure. it's finally time to pick up the guitar again, you know? And I also think it, it works, you know, uh, I feel like aside from the, it's, it's awesome listening to this because I've gone through every single thing you, you, you've been uh, describing, but, uh, I feel like you do have that relief that you already, okay, it's done. It's released. It's out there. But also it's on top of that. And Sherry on top for me is the fact that people are reacting positively to it. So that's, that makes it even better. So, and, and, and talking about that, like, you know, next steps, what's, what's next for you guys uh, and where can people find you in socials and obviously where they can listen to all input is error. Uh, yeah. So you can find power and tiger um, everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere, go on YouTube, go on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, all the places that you would go stream music, watch music, uh, you know, it's going to be there. Um, so as far as the the plans moving forward, you know, like, uh, it's kind of interesting because so much of was waiting for September 7th. You know, it was like every day for, ye for years, basically, that was like, you know, we didn't know. For a long time what day september 7th was going to be but there was that day where one day it's all going to happen and it has you know there's a plan for how it needs to all roll out I, uh you know it was kind of like two different worlds creating the record and releasing the record is not the same world as like let's get the band together let's practice let's go maybe have some shows let's tour that's a whole different world that takes just as much time to prepare and do properly as like making the record, you know? There's definitely like a new chapter starting now. Um, I've only had like two weeks to, to, to start even thinking about it because it's just been trying to get this record out the door, you know? Um, so is there shows, you know, on the, on the table? Like um, quite possibly, uh, to be honest, like it was such a, such a large to get this album completed that now that this is finished, like I can now start thinking a little bit about the next step, how to support Paul Input as Error, you know? Because it was funny, as, as much as I felt like we were at the finish line and it's like, we're, you know, the record is out, we made it. I also had this revelation where I was like, this, I feel like this is like training for the Olympics. This is not actually the finish line. This is actually all the training just finished. And this is like the starting line now, you know? Like we just- Or like- or like having having a baby you know you're waiting for nine months and it came out and like okay you know i've been preparing for nine months but now i have 18 plus years that I have to take care of this you know it, yeah, exactly I, yeah. you know so as much as part of it was like okay we did it it's like well no 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 you like that was just one part of it like now it's the when the fun starts you know so yeah it's just kind of switching my mind to that so uh i think moving forward you're gonna see a lot more online activity from myself and from matt the most immediate i would say like the net in the next three to six months you're going to see more guitar playthroughs more drum playthroughs maybe some actual more educational content uh i love teaching music like on the side i have a private studio of like 15 students and i've been thinking of taking that like publicly um maybe instead of just having like a private lessons like doing some like online workshops or something like that or some master classes or even just making some youtube videos like you know here's how i played this one part of this one song here's how i played this one part of this song and just being a little bit more active because to be honest i'm a little bit like i've never been so much in front of the camera you know like mm -hmm. and tiger it's usually like if you look at the history of pomeranian tiger it's 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 mostly like performance videos um and music videos and that's really it this time around it's going to be a little bit different like we're going to have the performance videos and the music videos and the songs but i also want to start getting into like maybe like the theory behind the music or like you said even make some videos about the ideas uh behind the music like we touched on so many interesting conversations like even just today there's people around the world that would love to hear you know every single question that you asked me today like that's there's a lesson there for somebody to learn something for somebody to, to take something away from that you know you and i have a lot of our own experiences of of loving music and trying to take it to the next level in our own ways and there's a lot of people that would you know learn a, 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 quite a few things from our conversations uh fr from things that we have so i think just getting these ideas out and being a little bit more vocal and and you know 
being more in, in the face of people on YouTube and on camera, uh, I think is what people should expect. Um, as far as also, you'll probably see like new, um, the drum music from the album will be out, like the guitar music, like the tablature, anybody that wants to learn all that stuff that'll be happening. So we're going to be supporting this album. And also we're going to start talking about, you know, the next steps, which is going to be like, are we going to start to tour this? Are we going to show it? What's going to be the group of people that's going to make this happen? If we're going to go that way. But those are all conversations that are, you know, get a start to be had now that we got this record out and uh you know so we'll see what the next chapter how it really is for sure for sure no i totally agree about the conversations i learned a lot not only by having this conversation with you and all, all the artists that i've been able and been lucky to to talk to but also like whenever i go and watch other other interviews it's like yeah that approach and that mindset about x or y topic it's something that you know it will be interesting to incorporate into my artistic life or even personal life sometimes so it's it, it's awesome and this conversation conversation has been awesome so thank you so much andres uh don't forget to check out pomegranate pomegranate tiger uh on all streaming uh streaming platforms and socials it's uh it's been a pleasure talking to you this has been one of the best conversations i've had since i've been doing interviews so uh okay. don't forget to check out all input is error out now thank you guys so much this has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at ghostcultmag. Until the next time, peace.